a freak when she started talking. She said, fuck me like we fucked Bin Laden. Ooh, that girl was a freak. She said she wanted me to fuck her harder than the military. Fuck Bin Laden. Fuck Bin Laden. Fuck Bin Laden. She wanted to fuck me harder than the U.S. government. Fuck Bin Laden. Um, she was a freaky kind of girl. Kept up on current events from all around the world. More specifically, one event. The time Osama bin Laden got shot in the head. She said, do me like that. But I couldn't track the metaphor. That said, I can see you horny like a stegosaur. That said, again, your request is so irregular. She put on a beard. I started looking at the exit door. Then a turban, then a tunic. She said, invade my cave with your special unit. I said he wasn't in a cave, but there was no stopping. She demanded that I fuck her like we fuck bin Laden. Fuck bin Laden. They could see us through my GoPro She tried to negotiate I say that's a no-no Now I'm creeping in her bedroom like Go-go She tells me to go low Then looks down and says I gotta Terrorize that pussy Gotta terrorize that pussy So I did it Provide some crazy shit. Seal Team 69 sex acute in the hit. She said, You finish me off, now throw my body in the ocean. I yelled, Geronimo, then took some pictures for posting. The president called, he said, Congratulations, Connor. I said, Mr. President, to what do I owe this honor? He said, Come give me the deets in the White House garden. I got to know how you fucked her like we fucked Bin Laden. Fuck Bin Laden. Fuck Bin Laden. I still can't say that I see the appeal, but you wanted me to fuck her like we fuck Bin Laden. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been burning. All right, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. Many women think the way to a man's heart is through a stomach. They're aiming a little high. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. A newly non-smoking Sid Swami who got a new day job that requires random drug tests. So that now brings the roster of Magic and Hash host to Smokers 1, Non-Smokers 3. I'm thinking about changing the name of the show to Spray Paint and Hash because they can't test for that. And joining us, a chameleon of a man who has a degree in hatred and home economics. John Holland. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was uh, using both of them a little bit earlier. I was paying some bills, and I put staples in the checks, so that way they can't go through the automatic feeders. And a special treat for everyone. A man tired of living as an alter ego. Jason. Rock'em! 
What's up, everyone? John Holler, um, Jason Roskam here. Uh, yeah, ready to extract some wisdom on you fuckers. All right, I'm glad we're all here. It's coming out. We're unveiling the fucking truth. Jason Roskam and John Holland are two different people. This doesn't bring to light how many members of John Holland's family are real people, though. Yeah, this is crazy. So this is the first time all four of us have been kind of together. I feel like we need to do something special, man. We need to play... We need to play a game. We need to play Truth or Dare. There was the Pop-Tart episode, the Red Pill. This is ABC. I'm moving my feet for it tastes so neat. The Kellogg's Pop-Tart taste. Pop, 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 my feet and stop. Until they pop off nice and hot. Because they taste so They're peachy keen, bitch. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I think we're all on that one, but other than that, I think it's been pretty, pretty scarce. I have no memory of this. Yeah, Truth or Dare is pretty gay, especially over uh, the radio. All right, touch your penis to Sid's penis. Dare me to do a backflip right now. <laughs> Dare me to do a backflip right now. I bet y'all do it. <laughs> Did you guys play any magic? Now on episode 25 coming, um, that just came out, Jason Roscom teased a blue-black Eldrazi decklist. Do you have do you have that decklist for us? I can if you give me a few minutes. All right, and then you also said you weren't going to be prepared tonight, so you said you were up on the current standard meta, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, Mardu vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Mardu. It's, it's just Mardu. Yeah, I'd like to phone a friend. They banned the other deck, so now it's just one deck. It's They're like just play standard decks. all over again. <laughs> You're right. Pretty soon there's going to be like 13 cards banned, so when new players go down to the store, they're going to be like, all right, I'm going to play with my standard cards. We're like, no, that's banned. Yeah, that's banned, and that's banned, and that's banned. All right, well, welcome to Magic. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I really like the new set, and the new set is just highlighting how fucking sucky Kaladesh is as a block. The new limited format is kick-ass, dude. I'm loving it. So what's been working out for you good in this limited format so far? How many drafts have you done? I've done, like, five MTGO drafts, and I think blue-white is very strong. I won with a green blacklist where I had two of the green monuments and I had like three of the scorpion death touch dudes, but it was just like, I was just putting those out to just hold board until I could just trample over for the damage. There's a lot of viable strategies for sure. Yeah, this set super drafts well. Is this, you would say like an exclusively two color format or do you think that there's room for like some multicolored decks to shine? Well, they did put a lot of fixing at common. You have a shark cultivator, you have Naga Vitalist, you have the lands like Cascading Bluff Evolving Wilds. You have Cascading Cataracts at rare, the dual lands that cycle. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do three colors, but the thing is, the format is so aggressive that you have to be splashing for something that's extremely powerful. 
or it's not worth it. There's a lot of cards that cycling really help out where it's like, I don't mind splashing for this. If I have it, great. If I don't, I'll just cycle it away and who gives a fuck? Like the flyers, the blue flyers. So here's some baseless speculation that I'd like to throw out there. In the next set in Amonkhet, I think we're going to see a return of the threshold mechanic. Ooh, that's a bold one. What is that, eight cards in your graveyard? Seven. But don't they already have a version of that with, what is it, the uh, the Innistrad block? It's like de- something with a D, yeah. It's not threshold, but it's something similar, like four of... Delirium. Delirium yeah. is four different card types. I don't know. Delirium? No, one, no one's heard of it in like six months, so... I don't know. I'm just saying it's still out there in standard. Yeah, but not in a playable fashion because they got rid of Emrakul, which was like the end game for those it's, Delirium. It's interesting cards. because Threshold would totally make Delirium better. Oh, sure. It would. We could see a resurgence of green-black Delirium if we get some decent Threshold cards. So how about like a Threshold Tragic Slip style card that's just like a combat trick if you don't have Delirium, but if you do, it's just an outright removal spell that fucks everything up. We'll call it Steep Plummet, and it's like target creature gets like a minus one minus one counter but if you have threshold then creature gets x minus one minus one counters where x is that creature's toughness i would like instead of threshold instead of it being like one or something or like kill anything i'd rather say kill planeswalker also so you have to do something to get the planeswalker like an instant speed planeswalker removal yeah there's already one of those in standard sorry but cheap, but it's conditional, so you have to like do something, and then and then you have cheap planeswalker removal. So it'd be like a doom blade, like two and a black, like destroy target non-black creature. But if you have threshold, it's also, or you may destroy target non-black planeswalker, or just any planeswalker, or just any creature or any planeswalker at that point, because then the black condition is removed. Oh yeah, or yeah, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, it could be like two mana where it's super busted, but you can't really activate it till later on or something. You know or unless your deck's geared towards it to abuse it. Yeah, you guys done masturbating over cards that'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to stall until um, Jason pulled his deck out. I already pulled it out. I've had it in my hand for a few minutes now. You said deck. Oh. Right? Lay that deck on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I decided as I've been brewing with Modern and toying around with it lately, I really wanted to play with Ashiok Nightmare Weaver. Always loved that card. Never really got its uh, its time in the sun. So I did some digging, was looking at some deck lists, and finally I landed on an old build of a blue-black Eldrazi list. I updated it a little bit with some newer cards, and this is kind of what I came up with. So this is blue-black Eldrazi, runs your, obviously, Eldrazi temples and a bunch of blue-black duels. Then we've got two Ulamog Ceaseless Hungers, four of my favorite Eldrazi card, Oblivion Sower, four Relic of Progenitus, four Inquisition of Kozilek, four Blight Herders, three Fatal Push, three Ashiok, four Wasteland Strangler, and then a couple of cards that caught a lot of people by surprise. The first one was Delay. Do you guys remember what that does? Delay, one and one blue. Counter target spell. If this spell is countered this way, remove it from the game with three time counters on it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. If it doesn't have suspend, it gains suspend. Yeah, it's basically, it's a it's a counter spell that gives the card suspend three. The key to that is it goes into exile, so that fuels all of your processor cards, your Wasteland Stranglers, your Blight Herders, things like that. So essentially does it becomes it a- counter target spell or does it exile target spell? Because that the, can be important for stuff that's not counterable. The exact verbiage is counter target spell. You know what card would be awesome that people don't really play in modern, but Distended Mindbender, it's a merge and you have all those big 
bodies, I feel like you could really just cast it for real cheap, steal two cards out of their hand, and just be like, all right, let's go. Especially sideboard against like Tron matchups or something, you could get a piece of their ramp and one of their finishers. Yep. And then another card that caught people by surprise was Ulamog's Nullifier. If you guys don't remember that, he's a 2-3 flyer with flash for two, a blue, and a black. And if you process when he comes into the battlefield, you get to counter a spell. It seems pretty sweet. Have you played it yet? Yeah. Yeah. I played this uh, two weeks ago, which was the last time I got to play Magic. And I went 3-1 and one on the night with this list. So it was pretty awesome. Caught a lot of people by surprise. Didn't get to play Ashiok, which was the whole point of the deck. I think I played her once. And she actually did hit a couple of really good cards because I was playing against Living End. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. So uh, how many Eldrazi Displacers are in that list? Uh, zero? Oh wait, I'm sorry. John hates it! Garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, zero Displacers, sorry. So right now, as we're recording, GP Richmond uh, is going on and enter Brian Bronwyn made top eight, man. That's fucking sweet. And Tiwoo was in, in the running. He got real close. So, I mean, a couple of boys, shout out. Well, if Tiwoo would just pay attention to the advice I would give him, he might actually fucking win something every once in a while. But that guy is constantly destined to just fall short. And he's not going to win anything because he's too damn hard-headed. He won't play mono red and jack off between rounds like I keep trying to tell him to do. Oh, well. I see, I see you throwing out tweets in between matches. Like, check out Sid's, uh, Sid's Twitter. It's fucking popping off. At the Sid Meister. Check him out. He's throwing shit at, at Travis Wu in between rounds, giving him some advice. But I don't think Travis Wu checks, you know, social media. I think he's, like, either hitting the bathrooms or, like, tapping gash in between rounds. What do you think? I doubt it. Because if he's he was tapping gash between rounds, then maybe he would be, like, winning more. He said he doesn't puff during tournaments, but it's, like, when I'm driving down to, like, a GPT or some shit like that, or, or even like a GP, I'm just like, I mean, it's like a half an hour drive. What am I gonna do? Might as well spark this blunt, you know? I don't know why I'm not a pro, pro level player yet. Fuck. Timmy, you realize if you were black and did that, you'd probably be dead by now. Oh, damn. <laughs> Always John Holland with the dark racial humor. Nah, man, I think that there is something to, um, Keeping a straight head during a tournament, um, you know, our good friend and awesome Patreon subscriber, Jonathan Paoletta. Coming fierce from San Antonio, Jonathan Paoletta! Paoletta, motherfucking shredder, bebop and rock steady, no better. Mochetta, jet setter, don't regret her. She gets wetter, lake spreader. If the weather was better, I'd sled forever with Paoletta. Uh, he's a known hey smoker. Yeah, Peo loves the smoke, dude, and he was always, me and him, between every round, smoking, but he did top eight a Legacy Open one time when he ran out of weed, so there's something to think about. I just, I feel like I get anxious, you know what I mean? But I think it's just because I don't like not being high. It is kind of lame. I've got the exact opposite problem because there is absolutely nothing in this world that would freak me out like rolling into a GP if I were completely stoned. I mean, like, you've got all these fucking creepy people, you don't know where to go, you're trying to get in the right line to sign up and everything. How do you not freak out? See, I don't give a fuck about any of them. I'm just doing my thing. You know, people run into me and they're like, hey, Tim, what's going on? You didn't see me? I was like, no, I'm going to sign up. My shit. <laughs> I'm like a horse with blinders. I think the best drug to do when you're playing long bouts of tournament magic is probably crystal meth, man. You'll be so focused. 
Yeah, I also heard uh, Adderall is really good for tournament play. It just helps keep you crisp. But I think in between rounds, you just have shitty conversations. Nah, man, it's all about the shrooms. Shrooms wins you tournaments. I've heard that. Oh my god, dude, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine trying to play in a tournament on shrooms? Like, okay, so show of hands, who's actually done shrooms here? I have. I'm pretty sure Tim has. I think it's just me and you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just you guys. I don't know Jason that well. I could never picture John doing shrooms. Jason already copped to not doing recreational drugs. But shrooms would be the worst drug possibly, potentially ever, to try and play magic on. One time I was tripping hard on shrooms and I literally spent an hour and a half drumming on a toilet seat with the head of my dick. That's the kind of shit that happens when you take shrooms, man. I think if you just did a little bit of mushroom, Sid, like, you know how it expands your mind? Like, you get super cerebral, you, like, have all these deep conversations with people when you're tripping. The thing is, when you walk into people that are sober, you're like, they know I'm tripping, and you're, like, freaking out. But if you could, like, get into the cards, you could be like, my legion's gonna take over their fucking shit. Like, maybe you'd play better. You'd, like, get into it, you'd see all the shit. The reason I brought this up is because a guy actually won a magic tournament a couple years ago while on shrooms, and he did a whole article about it. I remember that. Yeah. I know, and I think it, it could be doable, but I don't think he was like, he didn't need like a half ounce. He probably just need like an eighth or like half an eighth or something like that. Like, he probably had some leftover, and he's like, fuck it, a day trip tomorrow, you know, fuck it, why not? And uh, he ended up doing great, but I think maybe strategically, you can like feel people's emotions almost when you're tripping. Like, you could feel like... Oh my god, this guy's he's setting a trap for me or something like that. You look at your opponent and you're just like totally in that moment. I think it could be an advantage and it could not be. Like acid was originally engineered for soldiers to help give them like super senses and stuff like that. But with heightened super senses came heightened fear when they saw like flashing bullets and shit like that. They got even scarier. So it was kind of just like buried at that point. But it was originally meant to help your like acuity. <laughs> So the hero dose of, you know, high quality lab grown mushrooms is four grams. So if you take four grams of some lab grown shrooms that are, you know, like of the standard quality, you're going to be tripping fucking balls, dude. There's no way you're going to be able to focus on playing a game of magic. Like you're going to start looking at an island and you're going to picture yourself on that island. And next thing you know, you're just going to be fucking putting your toes in the sand, listening to the waves crash. And next thing you know, you lost, man. Over and under Sid on how many packs of cigarettes he smoked, 50, and how many game delay violations he had, three. You would probably get thrown out of the tournament for trying to smoke cigarettes while you're playing. <laughs> you'd be like, but I need it, man. <laughs> you'd be freaking out. Like in between rounds, you'd be lighting cigarette off of another cigarette until it started. You'd be like, fuck it. Tripping is crazy. Tim, are you tripping right now? Slightly, but have you ever had uh, Robitussin DM? If you just take like six doses of that shit, it's robo tripping, bro. Dude, robo-tripping was a fucking degenerate thing. Like, so many kids at my high school got busted for shoplifting Robitussin because they would buy it so much that eventually, like, the cashier at the pharmacist got wise to what was going on and be like, you ain't got a cough, like, every day. What's up with this, you know? And so they would stop selling it to them. Now, robo-tripping's fucked up, man. It's like, you get so loopy and disconnected. Uh, yeah, what the thing is, what people do is they get bottles and bottles of bottle of that shit and they cook it down. 
to what it's called is called DMT or dimethyltryptamine. It's a drug that naturally occurs in many plants and is found within the penal gland of mammals. It has been labeled as a spirit molecule due to its suspected role in the induction of dreaming, near-death experiences, and vivid visionary states, which can be linked to mystical or religious experiences. And it's supposed to be released a chemical in your brain that's only released when you're born and when you when you're when you die or some shit like that, but it just gives you really fucked up trips. Now, Jason, do you hear like this is the kind of stuff that people do drugs tell each other to make themselves not feel bad? Oh, it's it's the same chemical as while you're born. Oh, the army made it first, so it's totally cool. It's totally not some like dirty Mexican guy down in uh, an abandoned house like cooking this shit over a Bunsen burner. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I'm getting here. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure everything's made in a vat, John. The thing is, is you can never justify crystal meth by, like, bringing up its origins. Be like, oh, developed by Nazi scientists so that Blitzkriegs could march across Poland in a day. Hitler took a dose of it every day? No, this shit's bad, dude. But it's crazy because, like, of all the drugs, crystal meth is, like, the easiest to make. I mean, like, you can make it in a fucking soda bottle. Yeah, but the chemicals are so nasty. You're, like, using, like, battery acid and stupid shit and it's like... True, true. Dude, I, I hate to tell you this, but what they use to make weed is not that much better. Dude, I grow weed. But for stuff that, like, Tim is growing his pot at his house and harvesting it at his house... Uh, that's, that's hearsay, Sid. You're not really running into those kind of um, chemicals. Now, there Dude, are some fertilizers that are unless potentially Unless you have harmful. your own pressure cooker and you're pulling nitrogen out of the air. Are you talking about just the cannabinoids and, and the tar and stuff from smoking the, the leaf? Because it's way healthier than smoking a cigarette, like one cigarette. No, that's not what I'm talking about, dude. I mean, it's like, you don't grow your shit in, like, soil in the backyard, right? No, what it is, is it's soil. You buy it, like, you know, the farmer's whatever bullshit. Yeah, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about, dude. So are you actually compressing air? Dead air. Nitrogen Dead air. air. No, but what we do is we add calcium and we add uh, nitrogen pellets to the soil. And as we water it, it gets a lot of that stuff from there. It gets nutrients and shit, like all the stuff it needs. And you can see in the leaves as it gets deficient in certain chemicals. Do you like know the history of nitrogen, man? All right, break it down for me, brother. I know it makes good weed. Okay, so once upon a time, way back in the day, when all they were doing was putting mule shit and human shit on the plants, right? There was this big problem because it was really hard to get nitrogen. And it was really vexing because there's actually nitrogen all around us in the air and the water vapor. So like whoever can figure out a way to compress the air down and separate the nitrogen out of it, this is gonna be the solution that's gonna solve world hunger and everything like that. And of course, guess who was able to do that? Um, I don't know. Take a guess. Come on, Tim. This is the internet. A rich white motherfucker, obviously, because world hunger is still a thing. A, a rich white motherfucker by the name of? Stephen Hawking. No. Say it, Tim. You know hey, you want to say it. That was my guess. Don't disparage my guess, man. I, I don't know what you're getting at. I have no idea. Okay, so... Jesus Christ, you're so high, and we're only like 15 minutes in, dude. So, the place that did this originally was this institute in Austria. It was all scientific and stuff. And then, like, with all that money they used from, you know, pulling the nitrogen out of the air, they went on and developed all kinds of chemicals like Zyklon D and the other stuff for the Reich to, like, kill people with. Ah, so... The Nazis made good soil, so we should we should not use it. The, the Nazis made great soil through many different methods. But no, I'm just saying, like, you know, you're talking about, like, oh, this stuff. Like, I mean, like, you know, the ways that they get nitrogen into the capsule format, you know, are not exactly very, uh, um, y you wouldn't want to eat one. 
besides that, the soil they have now, and they add, you know, minerals and shit to it. I'm sure. I'm sure they don't use dead Jews to make the soil now, because I think that's just terrible practice. Personally, I think. Oh, Jesus. I think the soil's fine. And what you can do is after you use the soil a couple times, it's it lacks certain nutrients that the plant needs. So you can create a tea or whatever where you put certain minerals and stuff in, you know, a wash or whatever like that. And it's like really concentrated. And then you can soak the soil in that. And then once it's dry, you, you basically replant it. And it has a lot of the stuff that the plants need. So after the first few months you watering it, it gets a lot of that stuff. And then over time, you know, you just need to get rid of the soil and get new shit. Again, hearsay, so I've heard. So I've heard, but I don't think it's, it's like, I don't know what's in my plants because you wash them out at a certain point and you're not, you're not adding, you know, any chemicals or anything to it. Now the, the growth hormones are basically just nutrients for, to help it. I don't, I don't think it's dead juice either. See, this is more stuff drug people like, oh, the growth hormones, they're natural. Testosterone, well, it's, it's like miracle Grow, but it's not. It, it's from uh, Botanicare. During the flower cycle, it needs higher nutrients of certain things to get a better yield. It helps it grow. It's like it has more sugars and stuff in it because that's what the plant needs at that point. It's not like dead juice. But again, we need to investigate these companies. Contains less than 1% of incinerated Dude, juice. that stuff could be 100% dead juice and you wouldn't know. Or care for that matter. If it makes good weed, I mean, and it's cheap, Right? Wait, I would be opposed. I mean, now that the EPA is gone, you can go back to using dead Jews again, man. There's no fucking, there's no restrictions anymore. This is the wild, wild west, buddy. I'm opposed to using any dead Jews, but I don't know. Like, I haven't seen the type of butt it, it yields yet. So, I mean, I'm open for speculation. Bro, I feel like this is how Hitler actually got started. This is just like, damn it, man. How are we going to get better weed? And then he found that Lawrence fucking drew the picture of the circumcised dick on his painting. And he was just like, fuck this. Oh, there you go. Don't do drugs, you know. Good thing John and Jason are pure, you know, because they will carry on after we go to hell, Sid, so. Those motherfuckers aren't pure, dude. I've seen John personally drink enough beer to float a battleship. He just doesn't get high. That's not how he gets down. It takes a lot of beer to sink a battleship. John, that's impressive. Yeah, I don't know if I've drunk enough beer to sink a battleship but uh, yeah I, I, I also drink a lot less than I used to so I'm more pure than I used to be how about that praise Jesus back when you and me were hanging out you were not pure my man Oh, dude, back when, oh man, I'm so much shamer than when we were hanging out. Oh my god, I could tell you stories. Dude, the, the thing is, is John never got high, but he participated in all other types of hedonism. Who doesn't? Should we move into, uh, I got a, a little segment. So we got wacky news, magic and hash news. Alright, so, so there is a high school in Wisconsin in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Ashwebenen High School. And on May the 4th, a student came in wearing a Darth Vader costume. And shortly after, the SWAT team was called and they locked down the school and swarmed the school because the kid obviously wasn't wearing the mask walking in, so it looked like a kid going in with a bulletproof vest and shit going into high school. Do you think is the proper response for some shit like that? I mean, how could the school be sure that the empire wasn't invading, man? I mean, it's better safe than sorry. 
I'm going to say appropriate because this kid is probably just a ginormous dweebus who is asking for it. Like, who the fuck is going to wear a homemade Darth Vader costume to school? I mean, like, think about this. If they couldn't tell it was Darth Vader when he's walking in, then it's got to be some shitty-ass costume his mom made for him. So, yes, justified. I'm going to have to say no. You know, May the 4th is a very special day in American history. And, yeah, I think uh, he was just trying to celebrate that. And he was being discriminated against quite quite frankly, and I think he should bring up a lawsuit. Do you think that uh, he puts Jedi on his religious preferences? No, no, he would be Sith, of course. The Jedi okay. were pieces of shit. If he was dressed like a rebel and, say, they shot him, would that be justified? Well, yeah, because he was an anarchist at that point. If he was a rebel, a terrorist, essentially, yeah, no, fuck him. Kill him. But, you know, he followed the the, the good side, the, the, the Vader side, the Empire. So, no, it's all good. Damn, Jason, I'm starting to learn things about you that I don't like, man. This <laughs> is how you know you're getting to know somebody. Anyways, what is the significance of May the 4th, though? Oh, it's just a stupid play on words. May the 4th, May the Force. That's all. It's just some idiot decided to adopt it as a Star Wars day because it sounds like May the Force. So now it's May the 4th be with you. Oh, wow. So probably since that kid knew that, he was probably the target of a lot of bullying and they probably thought he had finally snapped and come to kill everybody. Yeah, probably. My thoughts exactly. I think anytime they're locking down school to make sure kids are safe, patting them down, I want to be having that job. So I'm going to sign up for um, my local high schools. Oh, God. Almighty dead Jews and pedophilia. <laughs> what an episode. I'm only patting down seniors, alright? That's it. I draw the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right through here. Yep. Right through here. Alright. Hello? I'll fucking strangle you. Alright. Uh. I'll fucking strangle you. Fucking give me a face. Get the fuck out! Yeah, you're good. You're good. Go ahead and throw Shut up! What a dick. All right, ladies, right through here. Mm, beep. Beep, beep, beep. See, oh, you guys have to come with me. I really just want to do a service for the community, so I want to give back. Okay, is there more funny news or... Uh... Next story, all right, so we have several products that have been released. They're from different companies, so we'll start with the first one. A San Francisco startup recently introduced a countertop gadget that squeezes fruit and vegetables so you don't get your hands sore, you know? It's called the Juicero. It requires the fruit and veggies are pre-sliced into precision-style uh, convenient blocks, and, and like a cutter is available that's sold separately. But the thing is $399, and it has a Wi-Fi connection. So what's weird about this is there's no reason you should have that unless it's like you have an app tells you something. But venture capitalists actually invested $120 million to develop the Juicero, anticipating fren- like frenzied consumer love. Like, this seems super weird. This is just taking advantage of that far left, hippie, you know, super liberal crowd. They, they, they just, okay. they saw the perfect target audience and they're Tim, just taking you, advantage. You didn't, you didn't say the most fucked up thing about the Juicero. What's that, John? That the little specialty pouches, you know, which you purchase from the company, that you put in there so that it can squeeze them and get the juice out. You can actually squeeze them with your hands and get the same amount of juice. There you go. It's for old people with Alzheimer's. They're hitting the uh, baby boomer deal. So now people are hitting 60. There's a wide audience of people like, oh, squeeze an orange. You've seen the infomercials. Are you tired of chewing your food? Oh, my jaw hurts. Look no further. The Juicero. 
Why not just get a normal juice press, though? Well, the the idea is that the stuff, you know, the chunks, whatever, is already in there, so, you know, you don't have to cut anything, you don't have to, like, chop shit, you don't have to, like, clean the fuck out of your juicer when you're done. You know, it's it's just all in this pouch, so you squeeze it out, and it's still fresh juice, but there's none of the, you know, the, the hassle of, like, you know, fucking slicing that orange in two. So this is for the giant market of people who have enough time for fresh squeezed juice but not enough time for cleaning and juicer maintenance aka white people also i think it's like these people are getting older and they have like disposable income and they have families and they're like i'm just gonna save this money and this is the people's last attempt to like squeeze money out of these old fuckers before they die they're just like we'll add wi-fi to it it's 400 dollars. it's the best juicer you could ever want so like your, as your hands are failing you do you want to get that back and have like the experience of listening to Snoop Dogg? Oh, I fucking love Snoop Dogg. I'll buy one. Sold. Juice row. All right, I'm actually selling them. So hit us up at uh, Patreon.com/backslash/MagicAndHash, and you can get a juice row. Also, we have the Aqua Genie, which is a product sold for $70. It's a water bottle. It also has Wi-Fi. Like, all these products will have Wi-Fi because, you know, why not? And what it does is it it measures your water goals. You have an app. It tells you if you're doing strenuous activities, if you're hydrating yourself properly. And, uh... I think this is a product I need. Do they make something like that for beers? Because I would totally get that if they made something like that for beers. Yeah, with like a breathalyzer on the side, that's totally worth like 600 bucks. I want to make sure I'm hitting my beer goals on a daily basis and I'm properly drinking beers when I'm doing non-strenuous activities. See, that's the thing. is like, how does it know that you're actually drinking water out of this fucking thing? I mean, like, it's literally nothing more than a counter, right? I guess. And then I guess you have to, like, have a running app on your phone or a distance app so it knows, like, how much calories you're using. I don't I don't understand how it works, but 70 bucks seems, seems like it's legit. $70 for a water bottle. Yeah, seems legit. Yeah, it's pretty much the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. There's a third product. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. There's three products. The third product. It's already on the market. All right. These all can be picked up at Magic and Hash Patreon. So if you sign up for $300 a month, we'll send you a $70 water bottle. If you sign up for $5,000 a month, guess what? You're getting a Wi-Fi juicer. <laughs> so this company called Black Socks has introduced Calf Socks. Classic with Plus, a pair of socks with an internet connection. A smartphone app can help you color match your socks and tell you, among other things, whether it's time to wash them. 10 pairs, 189 bucks. I think that's reasonable. I take back my previous statement about the other idea being the dumbest idea I've ever heard. 1890 a pair, dude. You can't beat that, Jason. It's got Wi-Fi. You know, you're like, well, what color socks do I need? Or if it's like you don't need to wash them for three or four days, think of what you're saving on, on laundry detergent. Now, when you do wash them, are you fucking up like the electronic stuff inside of them? Like you're not supposed to put electronics in water. I wouldn't think. Oh, yeah. You can only wash them once. It's the... So that generates demand over time. I have one last story. All right, guys. This one's a good one. A successful business in Austin, Texas collapsed recently with the arrest of a husband and wife owner of a massage parlor. Came to police attention when the sewer workers fixing backed up pipe noticed that the problem was caused by hundreds of condoms jamming the connection to the couple's jade massage therapy. Hmm. I think this is a lesson. Never flush your condoms. You always want to wrap that shit up, spray alcohol in there because you never know if the chick's going to retrieve it and try to like 
you know, get a Tim Baby. It's happened before, dude. Tim Baby, you know, they try to come after you. Got good lawyers, though, ladies. Sorry. Get herself pregnant. Uh-huh. I always tie mine off. And then whenever I'm on my way out, I throw them in the mailbox. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, dude. Self-addressed. Fuck it. See you in three days. Let's move into video game of the week. All right, so I'll start us off. Mine is the classic Plants vs. Zombies. Now, I just realized I had it downloaded on my computer the other day when I came across it, and I, I played it for hours. Am I on the right podcast? It's amazing. It's a, it's a classic like puzzle game. I think the second one fell off, so I don't know. Sid? I've also been kicking it old school. Uh, I went and picked up the Bioshock collection for uh, PS4. Got a sweet deal on it. Uh, three games for $30. That's 10 bucks a game. And 10 years later, Bioshock still holds up really well. Like, uh, you know, the graphics at the time were probably some of the most amazing ever seen. Like, I remember the water. It, when you first, like, played Bioshock on, like, Xbox 360 and you saw the water, you're like, damn, that water looks so good. Like, I'm getting thirsty right now playing this game. But yeah, man, I'm actually really excited because it came with the first Bioshock game uh, and then the two sequels, which I never did play the uh, second game. So that's going to be like an all new game to me. Um, don't really have much else to say about that. John, you play video games? I've never known. Uh, you can tell us about Model Train of the Week or uh, Miniature Thing of the Week. Yeah, well, hearty har har. Um, I've actually been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild, and uh, it's a super fun little game. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is, uh, it's alright. I mean, and I really don't like Zelda games, but, you know, I had nothing else to spend money on this week, so I picked those up. That game looks really cool, man. People have been posting videos online, and it looks like there's a ton you can do. It's like a big sandbox. Well, let me, let me, I'll go out there on a limb and say that this is a PC game for console people. And, like, if you're going to measure it against PC games, it's not exactly that great. But if you're going to kind of, like, measure it against Zelda games, especially the last few, then it's definitely a lot better than them. So, I mean, it's not as good as everybody's saying, but, eh. It's still pretty cute. Now, I am a Zelda fan, and I'm actually pretty excited about this game. Not excited enough to shell out 500 bucks for a Switch, but it looks to have, like, a really cool storyline. For once, like, Link starts the game out as a hardened veteran rather than, you know, just some scrub living out in the woods. I think that's pretty okay, cool. Okay, like, well, I'll... Do you want me to give you some spoilers here? Spoiler alert for everybody. Bring it on. I don't need friends. Yeah, go for it, because I'm not going to play it, like I okay. said. Okay, so the, the number one absolute freaking lamest part of this game is that, like, you know, you're Link, and yes, you're this veteran who fought Ganon 100 years ago or whatever, but guess what? When you wake up, you don't have any of your fucking memories, so about 50% of the game is you, like, running around, like, running into people, and they're like, hey, Link, don't you remember me from 100 fucking years ago? And then, like, you've got to go, like, you know get a dead rat ass or something to trigger your memory of them and that's that's seriously a lot of the game right there they like, bitch you old now that's classic zelda that sucks they use that same trope they they do that every zelda game where it's like that's how we're going to introduce the world to the player is be like 
have you have zero memories and be like, I'm this badass thing, but I just have to learn things and basically educate the player. I think I think they should jump past that trope. I I don't think that's a part of the whole Zelda lineage. That sucks they went back to that. Oh. I thought that's what we were gonna get in this game. We were gonna start out with a Link that was like fully badass. And from what I understand, this is more like a strategy game now because you command like an army in this game rather than just, you know, one character. No, no, you only you you only uh, control yourself. That's and, lame. And, and like the the additional lamest part of it is is like you know everybody makes such a big fucking deal about how this was all a hundred years ago, but they're all still fucking alive, or they're around in ghost form or something like that. You know, so it's like, what's the point of it having a hundred happening a hundred years ago if you're all still around? You know, and I have to do all this shit for your ghost asses. Yeah, and even if you don't succeed, who gives a fuck? They'll be alive forever, or they'll float around forever. It's like, what do you gain? or lose by helping a society that's not fragile, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, Ganon's pretty fucking weak sauce in this one, too. I mean, because, like, the whole motivation is that, like, you know, Zelda's been, like, you know, putting out for Ganon for a hundred years, and now she's starting to get sore from her legs up in the air for all that time. Hold on, I just ordered a Nintendo Switch. All right, express shipping. You know, so you gotta go and, like, you know, fucking remember who Zelda is so you can go in there and rescue her, and then, I guess, not get boned. All right, go ahead. Jason Roscombe, do you have a video game of the week? So wait, hold on. If you're 15 years old and you get cryogenically frozen and unfrozen 100 years later and you hook up with like a 15-year-old, is that technically statutory rape? Because you're like 115 now. Oh, 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 oh. Well, let me just drop another gigantic spoiler on you. You don't even know if Zelda actually likes you because she's an utter total bitch through every memory you retrieve. And you only find out that she likes you after you, like, fucking run into this, like, bird with an accordion. I'm not fucking kidding you. And then you have to track down, like, a whole new, like, little song thing for each of his six children. And then he sings a song about how Zelda actually had feelings for you. This thing's bullshit. God, I hated the flute part of the old games. It sucks they brought that back now i think what it's gonna make me play the older games like an asshole because i'm like 100 years what's the statutory what's the, what's the uh, limitation statute of limitations on uh, any of these crimes you know what i mean i'm gonna fucking boom 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 100 years later he's a fuck mind washed jason roscom so in those <laughs> in those rare instances where my work actually gives me some time off i've been playing a little bit of heroes of the storm they're new patch 2.0 just came out last week and uh yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun my wife and i actually play it together if you like that style of game the moba as they're called multiplayer online battle arena it's a pretty fun game it's completely free and they're giving away a lot of free shit right now is there a lot of fucked up racist people on there like there is on league of legends and dota 2 i don't know i don't actually listen to those people my wife and i normally play against like bots it's pc though or what yeah yeah pc only steam no, it's uh, it's Blizzard, so they use their own game distribution service, Battle.net, or it's, they here's, just changed the name. Here's the problem with Heroes of the Storm. You have got to be a total Blizzard fanboy to actually understand any of what the fuck is going on in that game, because the only people who play it are people that, like, eat, breathe, sleep, fuck Blizzard 24-7. And that being said, I understand everything that's going on in it, so... Oh, God... Jason Roscoe. I love this guy. <laughs>
So if you're a huge Blizzard fanboy, then why aren't you playing Hearthstone? Or are you playing Hearthstone? You know, I was play when I quit Magic last year, I actually really got into Hearthstone. I played it pretty heavily for months, and I just kind of fell off. I don't really know what the catalyst was to get me to kind of get away from that, but... Yeah, I played it pretty heavily for, I'd say, a solid six months, where I was playing every single day pretty hard. I was doing the, the ranked arena and all that stuff, but yeah, eventually I just got tired of it. Oh, you know what it was when uh, one of the new expansions came out, and then my old deck that I'd been playing for a while was completely irrelevant? That's when I stopped playing. Oh god, yeah, you think Magic is bad at adding new cards to the game. Holy shit. Well, see, they'll change, since it's, like, digital, they'll just change the power and toughness on certain creatures or the text on a certain card. There's, like, no collectability. Yeah, they have the ability to do that, too. They can patch in changes. If they print a card like an Emrakul that's too fucking broken, they could just patch it and make it a little bit worse. Oh, so there's actually no banned cards? Like, you'll just have a card that's, like, totally sweet and broken, and they'll just neuter the shit out of it and make it garbage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's they almost as bad, I think. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I guess it's it's a lot cheaper to play than Magic, and I was I was playing for virtually free because I was doing daily quests and everything every day. I built up a pretty hefty collection, but again, it just it became too much, and I just stopped. Yeah, that game. You know, it seems like you have to keep up on it to kind of like be awesome. You know, like I played it for probably a month, and it's just like once I started winning, then it's like things changed, and I was like, God, I gotta like grind the fuck out of this to like really build up another deck and it's like I pass Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out I'm not going to spoil anything but did you, any of you guys see it? Oh well I'm sure you did because you go see fucking everything as soon as it comes out you need to get a life nerd Steve Chapman right after F&M and, and Chris Paddock we fucking we hit it up why not late show well I know the first movie was amazing and honestly, I was never a Batista fan, but Batista was amazing in Guardians of the Galaxy. So I do think this is one that I'll go to see. If I could be totally honest for a minute, I've totally missed the boat on how awesome Marvel movies are. Like I was watching the old school X-Men movies and I've seen every X-Men or Wolverine movie. Berserker Barrage! But I have not seen Avengers. I haven't seen all of the Iron Man movies yet. I've only seen the first one. Unibeam. So I feel like I'm missing out big time. And I'm afraid if I go and see something, like when I went to see Deadpool, it spoiled a bunch of stuff that happened in other Marvel movies. And Logan kind of did too. But since I've seen all the X-Men movies, it wasn't really a spoiler for me. So I'm like almost afraid to go see a new Marvel movie now because I haven't seen stuff. See, I don't I don't know if Logan really spoiled it because it was an alternate universe because essentially Professor X died in in the original movies or whatever. So having him being alive and being like blah 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 blah, blah it's it's already showing you that it's a different like alternate timeline essentially i thought logan was really great for what it was it showed like a kind of a what if version of the x-men like future and it was kind of like oh dude do you remember the old marvel comics the what if comics that they did in the 70s and 80s i have them all i got them all that would be the shit if they did like a movie series on all those what ifs like honestly marvel is such a hot property for fucking movies right now because you could literally make like a million movies now 
Yeah, what ifs were amazing. It was the best thing. It was like, what if Spider-Man like died at this point? Spider-Sense is tingling. Or what if he got these certain maximum spider powers? And it's like, it just showed a comic book of him with like, what if all this crazy shit happened? But it was a series that went on for years. And when this comic book store around here went out of business, I went and bought out all of them. The whole series of them, I like went through it. They were like doing like 25 cents a comic. And it was just like, I was just like, walked out of there spending like 400 bucks. Just got like all the shit I ever wanted to read. That's fucking awesome. Do you have the what if uh, Doctor Strange had turned out to be a villain one? All of them. And I have, there's two of them with alternate arts that I have. I don't know if more of them had alternate art covers, but uh, I was like, yeah, I'll take that one too, that one too. Like all this old school X-Men and shit, like they had like number ones of all these little old comics that had like price tags on them of like 10 bucks or whatever. And they're like, no, everything's 25 cents. Just boom. And I was just like, boom, boom, boom. So anything with like a price tag, I like went through and I was just like, boom, boom, boom. So I have some valuable comics that I picked up for like nothing. Tell us about some awesome weed you smoked this oh week. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it... This oh week. my god. My weed of, weed of the week is Critical Mass. It's a very potent and high THC, very stony sativa, which is weird because sativa, you're, it's very energetic, but this will like plant you. You're fucking high. And uh, this one is one you want to wait till you're done driving for the day to enjoy. The flavor-wise, it's like taking a clean Keef hit, Sid. You know, Keef is just basically, you can get the THC crystals off of the bud and just take a, a, a bowl rip of that. It, it tastes chemically, it's fucking good. Great shit. If I ever had was like the grinder Keef. Don't worry, John, don't be salty. I have one for you too. Tell us about a badass wine that you tasted recently. Um, let's see. I do have a pretty decent wine here, and I'm going to whine about how we've talked for 52 minutes about everything except fucking magic. And I actually do have a question magic-related I would like to pose to all of you. All right. I'm anxious. Hold on. It's my turn. I want to talk about my spray paint of the week. Flat silver is really good. It already has the primer in there, so you don't have to get two cans. I wouldn't recommend huffing it from anything except a cheesecloth though because the paint fragments will stick to your teeth and it's very hard to clean off so you want to make sure that you have something that's nice and breathable remember it's not about taking a straight hit of spray paint it's just about introducing small amounts of spray paint into your blood system over many breaths okay what, what about magic you're gonna want something that's a little, you know, under the radar. Jason Roscom, since you worked all weekend, do you have a octane preference of the week? I uh, know, but I'm very curious to hear what John has to say. Okay, and if you guys already covered this in a different episode, then just, you know, edit it out with lots of booing at me and everything. So, I think it was, uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago, actually, Commander 2017 announced. And here's the two things that they announced. Number one, it's going to be tribal themed. And number two, there's only going to be four. Four decks that they come instead of the traditional five. So with that type of knowledge, what do you think is going to be in here? Oh, man, I am so excited. I want to see Slivers, baby. Slivers have always been my thing in modern, legacy, and commander. So, yeah, I really want to see some Slivers. The thing is, they'll probably have elves but it just takes very few cards for elves to be just be like bannable. 
you know, it's already super broken. Well, it it would seem weird for them to make another elves deck because the green deck with Freilis as the commander already did that. I want to do some more baseless speculation and say that all four decks will be five color decks. And yes, Roscom, you're getting your slivers. We're Hell also yeah. gonna see elementals. Five color elementals is go is a thing that is already awesome in Commander. And then I believe that the next Minotaurs. No, not Minotaurs. But the next one would be Scarecrows. I don't know if anybody's played against a Reaper King deck before, but he is one of the coolest five-color commanders. And I would be totally stoked to see him in a reprint of a five-color Scarecrow artifact creature themed deck. As for the fourth one, man, I think my speculation gun has run out of bullets. Holy shit, dude. I'm so impressed with Sid. I love you, Sid. I don't know. What would be the fourth one? Okay. Probably zombies. Okay, well, instead of all that other stuff, I think you guys are forgetting one of the biggest tribals out there that people have been asking for and asking for and asking for, and they have absolutely refused to reprint, and that would be Mirror. All right. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure that Wizards is trying to erase the memory of Mirrodin and uh, New Phyrexia. <laughs> it's like nothing good ever came out of this set. Yeah, but there are a whole shit ton of cards out there that, you know, they pretty much said, you know, we're never going to bring back Phyrexian mana. We're never going to bring back Infect, you know, so, uh, you know, this is a chance to get some of those out there. So the mirror deck would just be like, Here's a reprint of all the most busted mechanics. We're going to put affinity cards in here. Oh, yes. Also Sunburst, because as I said earlier, they're all five colored decks. And while we're at it, let's just go ahead and bring Infect, Phyrexian Mana back. You know, no big deal. Well, you know, they've already reprinted Spellskite, so you could put that in there. I mean, that's a card that would make a few people pick it up. Spellskite's so fucking expensive still. God damn it. Yeah, but uh, my vote for what one of the decks is going to be, I think it's going to be a Demir Elves deck, so you can get some of those black elves in there and some of those blue elves in there. What? What good blue elves you got? Oh, there really aren't any, but when has uh, good ever been a requirement for commander decks? <laughs> well, I mean, there are some blue elves, like Coiling Oracle is an elf, I think. He's like a snake right. elf or something. Yeah. Snake elf druid. So... I mean, but I don't know, man. I don't think that they're going to do anything that's not... Like, for them to only have four decks, that's got to mean that it's five-color commanders because that's, like, the only thing that makes sense. Well, there are several things that have been printing a lot of lords lately, and one of them's Minotaurs. Like, even though they had Theros, which was heavy Minotaurs, they've been printing, like, a decent Minotaur in the last few sets. And then also, we have um, uh, Zombies. You could do like a five color zombie deck where there's zombies in almost every color. The entombed ones are white, so it could be like a zombie lord. Cost five. I feel like they already did the zombie deck when they did the monocolored decks too, because 
mono black had a bunch of demons and zombies in it. And then the mono green one was just like elves and stompy. I just don't see there being five color commanders in this because you know how much they fucking kvetched and moaned about <laughs> having three color commanders and four color commanders. So how in the name of fucking God are they going to actually come up with, you know, a five color commander that you might actually want to play? Well, the thing is, they try to make those fair for their cost. They didn't realize that, oh shit, people can cast any color on any any turn or whatever. So they made the three mana dude fucking insane and that guy got busted out of vintage or whatever. But I think... I think, you know, if they make a five-color deal, they just use current existing commanders or they make certain ones and they, like, kind of downplay them, all right? So it's going to have more, like like you said, um, since they're doing tribal, it's going to have a tribal synergy or it'd be a tribal lord. But since it's five colors, you're not going to see it till turn five. You know, a lot of times you're going to be kind of doing whatever. It's going to be, like, you're going to be building your board state. Oh, look at Tim. He thinks you can't get my five mana until turn five in Commander. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, there are ways to ramp. I mean, turn three, you're going to see a lot of this shit. Some busted decks are going to happen. But I think if they're going to make five color commanders, and I think that's very feasible, Sid, now that they're doing, you know, the tribal deal, I think... Yeah, and don't they have five color commanders already for dragons, for allies, obviously slivers? Um, they Dragons. Yeah. My buddy plays a five color dragon deck right now. Yeah. They'll never make a dragon tribal product. How dare you, sir? Well, number one, I really, be, do, I really it would don't be think cool, they will. And it would be insane, and there would be a lot of value in there. And for that reason alone, they're never going to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Because even when they did the Kalia of the Vast with what ADD Angels, Demons, and Dragons, like that deck was way overvalued over every other Commander deck that was released with it. It was kind of like the second run of Commander decks they did, where the one that had True Name Nemesis was like the only one that was worth money and all the rest of them you could pretty much find anywhere. Before Sid puts a condom on, I want to say one more thing. Um, Orange and the New Black, the new season's coming out soon, but it has been spoiled on Torrance, so you can go check it out. I've heard mixed reviews, so... This is like the episode where Tim's trying to get the FBI to raid his house. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I don't grow weed here. I don't. Not here. I mean, I have several you've talked you've talked about growing weed pedophilia pirating movies i Dead mean wh- all right well oh, shut up i'll edit all that shit out all right <laughs> it's what like how many crimes will tim confess to this episode what's the over under <laughs> so so next next week's episode is going to come straight from the counter all right. so i think as long as they don't check the attic i'll be out in two to five so are you able to skype from a county jail phone now because that's a collect call so how would that work Ooh. well some of them have got like those uh video monitor like visit things you know like i see that on the lockup raw well i don't put tape over the uh the little camera on my monitor so i mean they could be seeing anything you know check out my dick pics fbi.com backslash zero two four two one 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 eight sid where can we find you hey bro you can get at me on twitter at the Sid Meister. But if you're more of a Facebook person, there's only one way to find me, baby, and that's on the Magic and Hash Facebook group. Also, head on over to patreon.com forward slash magic and hash. Give us some of them duggets. 
and we're gonna hook you up back man you get exclusive access to episodes you may even possibly find yourself on an episode of magic and hash someday patreon.com forward slash magic and hash that's how we got jason man pretty much be it that he was already an experienced podcaster and bring some legitimacy to our fly-by-night brand well let's not get crazy you know. there and and now he's going to jail because of us <laughs> sid more importantly what's your twitter oh well like i said in the beginning at the sid meister on twitter just go ahead and hit me up there man i need them followers get them duggets uh, so I have a new Twitter handle. I'm actually getting rid of my old one due to uh, some infections that it's gotten. So I am now at Darth Roscom on Twitter. And also you can catch me on the brand new All Things Star Wars podcast. Project VCR is going on a indefinite hiatus. And I'm now focusing all of my efforts on this All Things Star Wars podcast. Our first episode and a prequel episode are already out there. So subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, any of those podcast apps. You see, no, I just think feel like that's not fair because there's everybody's doing Star Wars podcast shit, man. Nobody's talking about old VCR tapes. That is true. That is true. But um, because certain individuals can't handle their best friend for 26 years politics and decide to not be his friend anymore, I had to go look into other ventures. Ooh, drama. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you, wow. if, you if your politics are strong enough for you to unfriend somebody that's been a good friend of yours for 26 years, you're a fucking idiot, okay? Hillary Clinton doesn't give a shit about you. Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about you. But your friends actually do. So, take that oh, for what well it's worth. Said. True that, man. Opinions, you know, shouldn't separate friends. Neither should hoes. You know, bros before hoes. John? Especially a hoe like Hillary. <laughs> yes. John, where can people shoot bottle rockets at you? Yeah, seriously. Well, I've actually got uh, something exciting to announce. Um, here in San Antonio, we've just had a mayoral election that has resulted in a runoff between the top two candidates because nobody got more than 50%. And I have been asked to help step into that breach to try to get uh, the vote out and all that. So you can reach me at the new organization we're starting up to try to do this. It's LemonParty.org. Ooh, that sounds sour and bitter. I'm in. Making a difference. I like it. Yeah, yeah, just uh, everybody go there, um, put it up in your classrooms. If you're a social studies teacher or something, uh, just do that for me. Thank you. All right, living party. Blah, 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 Tim's exit. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out.